Welcome to Planet Business, the Bullshit Free Zone. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Planet Business Podcast. Planet Business. <laughs> I am here with Mars, as you can hear. I just pointed at him. I don't know why, since we're not on video, you couldn't see me point, but he's sitting right there. Yep, we're sitting like two inches from each other. All right. So Which I kind of like. Last episode... <laughs> Oh my. Last episode, we talked about, what did we talk about? We talked about behave as if versus uh, fake oh, yes, it till you yes, make yes, it. yes, yes, yes. Okay. And so uh, after we, you know, not went off air, but hit the unrecord button. Is it called unrecord? I, I don't know. It's like a pause button. We yeah. hit that button and it stopped <laughs> recording. She's pointing again. Oh, I got to work <laughs> on that. Either that or we just need to set up cameras. Um, and what I what I said was, I think that episode kind of naturally segues into another topic. When you're looking at that idea of really behaving as if or moving yourself to the next level, the next evolution, the next progression of who you want to be, how you want to show up in the world, one of the th topics that comes up a lot for people, and it's it's kind of based on the Jim Rohn quote, right? He said, we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Now, this quote has been misquoted and, and changed many, many times over the years to things like your income is the average income of the five people you spend the most time with and like all these variations. But there is a core of truth in that, right? that you really do need to surround yourself with people who are more successful than you if you want to keep being pulled forward. Part of that is because of what we talked about in the last episode, that people at different levels of success think differently. Right. And to be able to learn that and to think that new way for each level and each evolution of yourself. Yeah, actually, the best business, way to do it is absorb it. And that means you have to yes, be around people. You have to be around people. So one of the things that I know, especially when I was first getting started in business, I wondered about. And one of the things my clients ask me a lot is, what do you do to find those five people you can surround yourself with? If we're all looking for five people who are slightly further ahead than us, how the heck do you ever get in a group where you're the one who's kind of, you know, bottom level, so to speak? If everybody else is looking for people higher than them, what do you do to get in with those people and really start okay. to change? Can I, can I make an insert here? Because like we, we talked about this ahead of time and I, I wasn't sure if this is going to come up. I don't necessarily think it's about having to have all five of those people be above your level no, and that kind of stuff. A lot of so. times, a lot of times it could just be the, if there's a janitor who you're around all the time, not that there's anything wrong with being a janitor, but my point is, is the essence of that, of that person in that role contributing to, contributing to making you a better or best version of yourself. Well, and I, I think something that gets lost sometimes when we're looking at it just in terms of who are the five people we're surrounded with, it's, there are so many different areas of life and business that you're looking to grow in all at the same time. Right. There are people who have better moral character who you may want to learn from. There are people yep. who have better discipline you may want to learn from. There are people who are better with money, who are better with, let's say, stage presence or how they show up in their business. There are people who are better at sales, at marketing, all these different pieces. So it's not really a strict, here's me in the middle of this circle and there's five people around me. Now, who gets these spots? This isn't kindergarten. You're not trying to fill in a little <laughs> chart the, with the, the five people the around you. It's not Hollywood Square. The operative word, though, is better. You, see, you said it with every single uh, the example that you pointed to. In other words, uh, how, in what way that you want to be better? Yes. Are in what ways that you want to be better? Are the people who you are surrounding yourself with better than you? And that just yeah. and that really is a let go of ego kind of thing. In other words, well, I've always said like let me, let me just drop this part because this part's important. Like on my on the teams that I've had, 
over the years, I've had a lot of people who are expert, like expert copywriters or expert, you know, designers or expert, uh, you know, uh, uh, the people, who, account representatives who go out and get, can get sales, et cetera. But I always make it very clear. I have a hard time sorting and sifting for like social class better. In other words, if the janitor has a better idea, I want to hear it. Because, because, or if he's, and I don't really see anybody, the CEO and the janitor, this works against me a lot, by the way, they're not, they're not, one person just due to position alone is not better or worse. Sometimes that janitor is the guy who's there every day, he's the guy who's talking to everybody, he's the, guy, the custodian, let's say. My sister, my sister's actually a custodian, and so, like, I don't look down on her for what she does, she's good at what she does, and, you know, she's a better person than me in a lot of ways. She's much funnier than I am, for example. Well, I'm not using the word better in terms of that there's somehow an implied value on No, you're using it, in other but words, I, like it could even be their I, moral. I, I do think your position as far as what job you have or where your business is at it says something about the way you're thinking. Yeah, And sure. if you want to progress to a certain level, you can't surround yourself with people who have chosen to be satisfied. Not that there, there is nothing wrong with choosing where you are satisfied to be in life. But if your goals and your aspirations are higher, you have to surround yourself with people who not only challenge you to see the possibility of a higher potential, but who motivate you to see that possibility. Again, because if I'm surrounding myself with the same people I grew up with who maybe never got any further than, let's say, you know, a, a basic entry-level job somewhere, if I'm surrounded by people who work at a fast-food restaurant and I don't find some people who've grown beyond that in terms of their career, I'm not going to feel like it's even possible to. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I just want to make the distinction that I don't necessarily think, like it's what well, you said it right from the get-go, which is, it's not about having these five slots and then you fill them up with these the exact right people who are, you know. Yeah, well, and, and the five people you choose to surround yourself with doesn't mean those are the only five people in the world who always will have the best ideas. They won't. Sometimes the best ideas come from unexpected sources. Right. Sure. So, so continue. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, my, my thought was just really to look at how do you surround yourself by people who will push you to... I'm going to use a different phrase than be better to reach a different level or move towards a higher potential, I guess is what, what I'm thinking. Right. So what's your methodology for doing it? And then I'll talk about mine. Well, you and I function at slightly different frequencies. I tend to skip a lot of steps and go straight to influencers. That's been yeah. a thing that I, whatever, do. I don't, I don't, I can't Some even people I, have that knack. Right, you and do, it is a you knack. You have a knack for it where, like, you can show up in a room and people assume you belong. And <laughs> I think some of that goes back to what we talked about in the last episode. Um, but I, I do not have that same knack. That has never been a gift for me. And, and I don't think it's just a gift. I think it's something you have, like, worked on and you know how to do it. Right? It's, 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 it's maybe part knack, but it's also part skill and approach. But I think... One of the things, and, and we talked about this a little bit before the episode, was if you're starting entirely from zero, like, I mean, you talked about, uh, you talked about in the last episode growing up in the hood. Like yep. if, if you're starting from, from that kind of space where you have been surrounded your whole life by one class of people or one group of people, and you're looking to like leapfrog to a totally different class of people, 
it's not like you can just go rent a fancy car, drive inside a gated neighborhood, walk up to, let's say, Bill Gates's door and say, hello, we are now best friends, right? You're going to get arrested. I got rims. You're probably going to have a restraining Bill. order. And that really doesn't go to helping you achieve a new level of success in, in your life. I don't think a restraining order is necessarily a good thing on your resume. You don't want to collect those. Um, and Speak for yourself, so Michelle. <laughs> I clearly need to find a criminal background <laughs> check uh, and run it on you. Um, I have no personal restraining orders. Um, anyway. I, I don't either. I've had to talk a few people out of it. <laughs> but it's I'm never officially happened. It's never officially. Store. It's never officially happened. We're not going to go there in this <laughs> episode. Um, but what do you do if you're starting from zero? And I think that's one of those things that sometimes, again, we go back to that, I want to surround myself with these five people. How do I find five people who are willing to let me be part of their circle? And there are some ways that you can, can move that direction, right? I mean, there's things like joining certain groups, paying your way in. I actually don't think it's a bad thing to pay your way in to the next level. Join the mastermind group that gets you in the room with the people you want to be in the room with invest in your own success, but sometimes you're in a position where you literally can't do that yet. And so one of the things that I advise clients all the time is, okay, well, dream world. If you're looking to improve, let's say your self-discipline, who are the five people that you would want to learn that from? Or if you're looking to improve your success in business, specifically around wealth management or money mindset, who are the five people that you would want to surround yourself with? Now, if you're going down that list and you're like, I, I would love to be best friends with, uh, what's the rich dad guy, Robert Kiyosaki? Yeah. Okay, uh, good luck. I mean, go for it. But maybe start by getting all of his books, by listening to podcast interviews that he's on, by finding ways to start studying the person and learning how do they think. Because no matter where you're starting from, you can have literally negative amounts in your bank account, but there's this amazing thing called the internet and if you make the decision to surround Wait, yourself... there's something called the inter internet? Yes, I know you're, you're <laughs> kind of from the dinosaur age, but it does exist. Hmm. Interesting. And you can use it to look things up. So hmm. there is really no excuse to, to just sit there and say, well, I don't have access to these people. So what? You have access to their brains in the form of their books, their blogs, their podcasts, their interviews, all of these things that you can start to surround yourself with these people virtually and start to learn how they think. Because the more you put that into your own brain, the more you start to learn to think differently. And that comes into play then when you do start to move yourself up to where you can get into the okay, rooms. Okay, but so once, you're, so once you're in those rooms to those people, though, what's the methodology f that you know of for... Well, that's your turn. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's your turn. Oh, okay. No, you know, I think, honestly, the, the only thing I would say on that part, because this really <laughs> is your area, is it's a behave-as-if thing. And it's, it's not that you're, again, we're not saying fake anything. Don't pretend to be somebody you're not. But by that point, if you've actually done your homework, if you've actually started moving yourself into that level and taken steps in that direction, like you said about the mile markers and you're moving percentages towards it, then you're ready to have those conversations and to show up as a version of you that does belong in that room. Right. So can I tell you the two things I know that I do, but it's all hindsight, like looking back and going, what the heck did I do? Because I started noticing a pattern. I didn't read a whole lot of success books. I only read a, a few 
I only read a, a few success books, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Swim with the Sharks Without Being Alive. Yeah, Swim with the Sharks Without Being Eaten Alive. There's two or three others that I, that I read, but there was really like three that I, I, w- I was interested in reading, and the rest of the things I was forced to read by professors and teachers and stuff. And so uh, in one ear, right out the other, because I felt like forced to do it. The however is, there are obviously certain core principles that if one follows them, they're more likely to lead to success. And so... I had to like go, how the heck have I been doing this? Because people started asking me all the time, like, dude, how did, how did you even start working with this person? Or how did you get to this point? Or how did you get this person to make an entire video talking about how awesome you, you are or whatever? Um, the, and the end, there's two things I realized that I was doing. And I think that these things are things that anybody can kind of do. And I am not holding myself up as any kind of like example of awesomeness. But you're good at this. You are good at getting yourself into a room with the kind of people that our podcast listeners want to be in a room with. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying like on this one thing, you could probably take a couple notes. So thing number one is whatever I was doing previously, like, you know, we're, we're always using the phrase sort of version 2.0 or version 3.0. So in other words, that does, that's kind of weird because we're not software. You know, we're not like a, a car where it's like the new model. We don't totally change. We don't come off a factory line as a completely different sort of version, right? But there is a sort of versioning up you know, like, you know, going from version, like, in other words, I, when I originally started my, let's call it career, what I wanted to be was a portrait artist, oil portrait artist, where I, people would sit in front of me, and I would capture their essence in a bottle or on a canvas, and the things that I learned from that, the discipline that I learned from my great-grandfather, who's the one who taught me how to do it, some of it, probably 10, 20, 30% of it, I, once I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this now instead of that anymore, or fo- I'm gonna, my focus is going to shift because I'm now interested in this new thing, which was essentially I shifted from a portrait artist to graphic artist, basically, and moved into advertising agencies, right? There is about 20 to 30% of stuff that almost directly translates. Like okay. we were talking about the difference in athletes and athletes who want to become like right. entertainers and movie stars. Well, yeah. they're both performers of a yep. kind, you know? There's a lot in common. Yeah, there is a lot. So there's some things that you can take from being a basketball player and apply it to being an actor, but then there are some parts that literally get in the way of you being a great actor. Or if you want to shift from being an actor to a politician, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a great example of somebody who shifted from being basically an athlete to an actor. Jesse Ventura also. Sure. But my point is, in order to do version 2.0, version 3.0, version 4.0, one of the key things is, is going, hey, what you have to do some academic research about the sort of new sort of social group or new uh, industry that you want to get into and go, what p- this is the stuff that you could actually write down and do. Because I always do this. I used to do it unconsciously. Now I do it consciously. I actually sit down and go, okay, what stuff that I currently know can I take into this? Yeah. And, that, and this is part That's one. Huge. Because then you're having certain conversations, but you're not having conversations where it's like you're talking to an actor, another actor. You're trying to be an actor or a director. You're, you're talking to a director and you're trying to be an actor. And then you're talking about like, yeah, and when I would hit the lane, then I would do my defense. And it's like that stuff doesn't translate. But what does translate is stuff like getting yourself into the zone, right? What does translate is understanding how to be at maximum performance from the time that the first bell, the first buzzer starts until halftime and then from halftime, after halftime until, you know, the last buzzer starts and how to make that last shot. Those things translate from basketball player into movie actor, right? And so there's a reason for it, why you have to do this stuff. First of all, otherwise people will tune you out. And so those new people who you're trying to get to see core things about you that are 
apply and that are valuable to them. And this is where it comes. This is where it actually comes into part two comes into play. Cause I noticed that like my whole thing is, and this is, this is from uh, a thinking grow rich is the first place that I ever saw this written down anywhere, which is essentially if you want to be successful, figure out how to make other people successful. Some, yeah. the, the, the quote concept, is different than yeah. that, right? Which is if you want to succeed, help other people succeed. Right? So the two things that I do is I take the stuff that translates from, the previous version of me and I leave everything. Once I make the decision to behave as if I'm already sort of this, I become that. Like I literally tell myself, okay, I'm an actor now. And I notice when I talk to people who used to be athletes and now they're actors that they do this. Like if you, t- you talk to somebody like Will Smith, he was a rapper and then he turned into an actor, you know, and then yeah, that guy's had like 15 different careers. Sure. But he, he, he literally is thinking I am now this. It's not that he's no longer that thing that he was before. But he's not that right now, and that's what that was sort of what he used to be. That's his that's his past, and that goes into the behave as if thing. That's why these two things dovetail together, because you literally have to go. Okay, I have to be cool with not staying attached to the things that are no longer rele- relevant to this current thing that I now am. I'm not what I'm going to be. That's I don't ever phrase it that way. My verb tense is very important in this, and I, and I notice it's very important to other people who succeed. It's not as if they can even fail at being the new thing that they are. They're already it. It's just a matter of how much they're going to succeed or not succeed. So when I jump from being an oil portraitist into being a graphic designer and then ultimately creative director was the sort of progression there. And then mm-hmm. I moved into internet marketing where I became a marketer, which is a, lot, a marketer and a marketing consultant. There's a lot of things that translate from creative director to uh, direct response marketing consultant, virtual like right. digital direct response marketing and so on. But there's a lot of things that get in the way. And if I'm talking to somebody, like let's say Mark Ford, we were talking to the other day. If I start talking to him too much about like fancy foo-foo branding and that kind of stuff, he's yeah, he's a direct response guy. So it's go going to well. interfere and he's going to go, right. okay, I can't work with this person. I'm, so he's now he's ruling gonna me. He's not going to feel out. understood. He's not going to yep. feel like you're a peer. Yep, exactly. So it's an important thing to first of all go, okay, what do I? what's my new version 2.0? Okay, now do some academic research mm-hmm. and go, okay, what parts translate from what I cr- I'm currently or where I was previously to now what I am now? Because literally, I am now this. I don't, I don't, I, there's I decided no. decided to be this. I am just this. Yep. And so I really, I'm, now I'm 1% this and I'm trying to get to be 100% or 99% this, whatever the new this is, right? But you have to take the things that that you can carry over and you have to bring them with you. And then here's, and this is the important part. And this is the part that you might've been waiting for to actually understand how now that you're getting in front of these five people that you want to surround yourself with. I'm glad you're going to tie that together. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am going to tie it together. because These are the things that I do. It's not, I used to do it on an accident, but now I'm doing it very intentionally. And I try to not make it too conscious because otherwise it becomes kind of fake. But there is a, it's the, if you want to succeed, how do you help or help other people succeed? So I go right to what are the things that I'm bringing with me their assets that I have, skills or connections or whatever they are from previous version into current version, and how do I apply them to move the needle for this other person? And they automatically start listening to me. You know this because we just did the big thing with Agora where it's like, why do they like us? Well, because we brought everything that we oh, know yeah. about the previous things that we were doing in and applied yeah. it to their business, and they went, holy crap, we're not doing any of this in our business. And then 
next thing to next thing to next thing, I'm sitting in front of a guy who started the, the company who people inside of that company have never even met, I realize. I, and I'm like, and they're like, we you were sitting and talking with... Pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. I you were sitting smoked talk- a cigar with him. Yeah, yeah. We got pictures of you smoking a cigar with Mark Ford. First cigar Mark Ford. First, first <laughs> In Mark Ford's cigar bar. So, oh. so <laughs> we, were, we were basically using the thing that I'm talking about. In other words, what Mark knows he needs inside of his business inside of like a Gore's business is they need to update because right now they're focusing way too much on the copy and they're focusing way too much. They're so good at it. They are so good at it, but a lot of times the thing that you get good at gets in the way of you actually progressing to your next level. So he sees me me and you and our team and goes, wow, these guys are able to take the direct response stuff and really turn it into a creative version. So basically from the point at which I was doing portrait art to the point at which I was version, that was version 1.0 of me, you could say, and then version 2.0 was creative director, basically, and then into digital marketing consultant. Now, relative to Mark Ford, okay, because I'm trying to be version, I guess, 4.0 of myself right now, which has a lot to do with this podcast and certain things that we're doing. Wow, there's stuff I want to learn from Mark Ford. That guy's created a billion, well, almost $2 billion company, right? There's things he knows and the people who are around him know that I can instantly get connected to. Why? Because number one, I carry the stuff with me that is relevant to the new version, I applied it to things that could help him and the people around him. And so now I'm on his, we're on his radar, basically, you, you and me, because he's like, wow, these guys are amazing. Because, well, we are, you're especially amazing. And one of the, that's the other thing I try and let team members kind of shine. And then people go, wow, how are you doing this? It's like, <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I just have good people around me that are good at doing things. So those are the two steps to me. Bring the stuff with you. Okay, first of all, do academic research and then experiential research. In other words, get around some people who are like that in addition to just book reading because a lot of people overspend yeah, time. You got to do both. You do have to do you both because otherwise you can't kind of triangulate what you should even bring with you. Number two, figure out how to apply those things both in conversation just to get the person while you're talking to them or while they're watching you work or while they're watching you talk to somebody else, go, hmm, I need them to do that for me because ultimately – Everybody has problems. I don't care what yeah. level they're at. They have things that they need to solve, and you have some way of helping them solve it. So that's basically what I think of as this sort of process. Gotcha. So I'm going to wrap this up with something that is probably kind of unexpected coming from me. Okay, go ahead. So you now ready? you've set me up for a lot of anticipation. I need some sort of like fancy sound effect. Which button do I push? <laughs> that How about this one? Sure, we'll go with that. Like angels in my head now. No, you know that there's the and I forget who said this that I think it's Zig Ziglar. You can get whatever you want in life if you have enough other people get what they want. That's right. It was Zig Ziglar. And I think that is absolutely true. And when you look at the way that that I know I've gotten in rooms that people are like, How are you in that room right now? Like I got messages when we were live at the at the live stream in, in Florida of how am I in the room with, you know, forty of the biggest names in our space. And a lot of it is, you know, what could we do for them? And some of it comes down to you have to be willing to do whatever you have to do to get in that room, right? So it's what problem can you solve for them? Are you willing to get in the room if it means you're the person that's providing a service? Well, the answer to that should be absolutely whatever door you need to go in, right, to get in the room. So there is that element of what problem can I solve? How can I help somebody here? How can I get them what they want so that I can get what I want? But I think the flip side of that, that sometimes we forget, and this is especially with a lot of times gender dynamics, not to bring up another hot topic, but <laughs> <laughs> but with, with the idea of what's my role, what's my place, 
is sometimes we're afraid to take that one step further from how can I help this person to believing I deserve to be in this room and I'm going to take the risk to be there, right? So there's a lot of times that we miss out on opportunities because we're not brave enough to say yes to them. And this is a whole different discussion you and I have been having about women, especially in yeah. business. Because I never have a problem with that part. That yeah. Part. Uh, and and it's, it's funny because I, I want to close this out with a quote that is going to seem like it totally doesn't fit, but totally does. Um, when I'm at the gym, I tend to watch and listen to a lot of like UFC themed stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this video the other day of uh, uh, Colby Covington, and he's doing a call out, and he says to the person, "If you uh, basically, I'm coming for you." Like he wanted to fight the person. If you don't answer the front door, I'm going to knock it in and take what's mine. And that, to me, it, it's a totally different perspective on what we're talking about. But you have to find that confidence of. You're not waiting for somebody else to open that door and let you in that group. You're not waiting for somebody else to give you permission to go surround yourself with the people you want to surround yourself with. You have to be willing to say, yeah, I'm going to look for the front door. If I can't find it or it's not open, I'm going to go in a window. I'm going to knock the front door down. I'm going to do whatever it takes yeah. to be in the room. Yeah, I tend to, I tend to, people always ask me that too, because I'm terrible at front door entrances. People see me coming a million miles away. I've just learned that that doesn't actually work, actually work for me. And also, people who use the back door, they're sort of like sneaky. <laughs> I find that that doesn't work for me either because I'm 6'5", and it's easy. But, but I consider myself a side door guy. In other words, <laughs> my side door happen, usually happens to be I have some piece of knowledge that just because mm-hmm. I'm a geek and I know this particular thing or because I'm uh, passionate about art or about tech or whatever the thing is, where I can solve a problem for somebody. And that is that does tend to be the thing where... The thing that you said, because I'll close my part out like this, this, and this is quick. Basically, I don't even think, like, what do I want to get out of this a lot of times? I know I, it seems like I do. I know it does because over the years I've learned that I need to look for it. But a lot of times I'm just like, oh, this person needs this thing solved, therefore let me help them solve it. And then they, they give me stuff. They go, oh, you know who you need to meet? And I'm not even thinking, oh, I need to meet that person or I need to. For me, it's just I've surrounded myself with the right people, and then they start making the connections for me. And it, it kind of sucks because there are some people who are sharks type people, sharky type people, where they know I need to meet this person four layers out. And then so they meet that person that, that knows the person who knows the person who knows the person. And then they end up meeting the person that they want. That just kind of happens for me a lot of times because I'm like, hmm, what problem is this person having? How do I, I don't really care right now that I'm the janitor, let's say, or I don't care right now that I'm the guy who's doing the video, or I don't care right now that I'm the guy who's writing the copy or whatever my, my role is. And they just go, you know, I should connect you to blah, blah, blah. Or you, have you ever thought that maybe you should do X, Y, Z? They see the problem because they kind of want to reciprocate. So anyways, my point is just just putting yourself in the situation and figuring out how to solve a problem for somebody. And, and But again, not bringing every single detail of the previous version of you into the equation is a that's it. That filtration thing is, I think, the key, one of the key things to my sort of like formula for doing it. It is literally... What parts of this do I need to not talk about or not think about of my old life, of my old way of being? What's the 20% that I bring from version 1.0 into version 2.0? And then hammer those parts and then use those parts to get the other person to see or whoever, the people who are around to kind of see, oh, I could use their help with this or that or the other thing, right? Um, because they see that obvious benefit of it. It's basically a sales process just done very unconsciously. So anyways, that's my whole thing on it. It really is let go of the old stuff. Become the new stuff, even the new version, even if it's just 1% when you first make the decision, and then build it out from that point by interacting with people who are the in the, 
the zone of the new version that you're trying to be, right? Cool. All right. All right. Thank you for tuning in and uh, hit like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you back again for another episode. Planet.